Hi everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. How are you all doing? So I forgot that I had to record my podcast today. I had an extremely busy day and I with this great opportunity and then I had to do some work for the opportunity and then I was like having so much fun and you know in the creativity and the exploration of it all and and then I was like, oh, shoot, I have to do my podcast. But I had to jump on a call for uh, Jennifer McLean's community to um, to do readings and stuff. So I was like, oh, no, I have to do my podcast. So this one's going to be a little shorter than normal, but it's going to be chock full of fun things. And we're going to be talking about channeling today. And I also feel like I'm going to do a tarot reading for the whole group at the end of this. Um, and that's what we're going to do. But before we do that, I want to tell you that I am offering you up a coupon for my um, classes that I have on my website, everything except uh, membership for your soul, soul finder Academy, or any of my coaching. So this coupon would be for the, um, product like tarot for your soul or abundant living with your guides or space clearing. And, all you have to do is go to the checkout page and put in podcast and you'll find out what your coupon percentage is. And it's going to be a good one. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good one. So go in and check out my website. You can go to com, go to product, and then you'll see the different classes. And that might be something you really excites you. And then go to the checkout page and put in the coupon code podcast. And then you will be like, oh my goodness, girl. I'm getting that much off, but I'm not telling you how much because because it's a surprise because it's a surprise. Really, it's because I need to talk to my team and they're not around right now and I need to ask them. <laughs> so there you go. Transparency at its best. Okay, so let me just, I always like to share a little bit about what's going on in my life, which is why I want to talk about channeling and give you some really fun channeling tools. So there's a lot going on and it's really exciting and great and um there's just a lot going on. Uh, how many people can relate to that, right? So I don't even remember my stories right now of things that have gone on. But I was just thinking about channeling because somebody had asked me recently, like, when you channel, do you get the answers like right away and direct? And are they really specific? And how does that work? Because they were, I was sharing some things that my guides had told me. And they were curious as to how I got that information. And I was like, yeah, I get very specific information if I have a very specific question. But sometimes your guides are not going to give you specific information because your soul has to do a little bit of evolving first before you get the rest of that information. So I want to talk a little bit about what gets in your way of channeling. And then I want to give you some like a fun little exercise to do so that you could recognize and channel yourself. Um, before I do that, I want to talk about deceased people. I had to pause for a second because there were so many stories shooting around in my head. So when I speak to deceased people, a deceased loved one, for somebody else, I do it differently than other mediums or psychics do it. My deceased people come through and they're a different energy. They're not like my guides. I know my guides so well. And for those of you who don't know what guides are, if you're like jumping into my podcasted episode, I think this is going to be episode 44. Um, guides can be, for me personally, they can be anything. They could be um, ascended masters, angels, deceased people that you know, deceased people you never met. Uncle Harry. I never met him. He's my guide. Oh, look at that. He's not my guide. I don't have an Uncle Harry. It could be the tree, it could be animals, 
To me, mediumship is about channeling the energy and information and vibration from another source to the physical world that we're in today. So it could be a star system. It could be a planet. It could be a crystal. It could be um, somebody who's never walked this planet before, right? So that is what guides can be for me. That's what I teach. I like that little moment of what I teach because I couldn't find the words right now. (laughs) Bear with me. It's been a long day because it allows you to really open your mind, your spirit, your energy. I don't like being boxed in on anything. I don't like formulas. So I like to offer this up to you and then you could be like, wow, that telephone pole that's looking at me right now, could I be channeling that? And you know, who am I to say, no, you can't channel the telephone pole because it's a big stick of wood with a lot of metal and communication going through it. But I don't know, you know, maybe there's like some type of energy inside the telephone pole that decided to house itself in the telephone pole and it's talking to you. What am I getting at with all this craziness? I'm going to tell you. The biggest thing that gets in the way is mind chatter. Mind chatter, rules, regulations passed down by a bunch of people who don't know what the F they're doing. And I had to free up all that mind chatter in order to channel the way that I channel or do readings the way that I do readings. I was just doing readings for, um, like I said, Jennifer's group. And I don't let people ask questions. I want them to hold a question in their intention because that helps. But I usually just launch into the reading right away and I get a ton of information really, really fast. In my special, no, I think everybody can do this. What makes me able to do it is I don't get the, the, I don't do the doubts or the willy nillies or the, oh, you can't say that. Or um, I just really move myself out of the way and I'm like, okay, spirit, just talk through me. And my voice doesn't change. My head doesn't spin around. I don't vomit all over my computer. Sometimes I vomit in words because there's so much information coming through that I talk really fast like that. But I just move myself out of the friggin' way and I let it come through me. I feel like everybody can do this. And the thing that's in everybody's way is mind chatter. When I, like, I teach so many people. I've been teaching thousands upon thousands of people how to do this work. I don't think we're in millions yet, but let's get there. And I teach them. And when they struggle and I work with them, I'm like, you're only struggling because you have self-doubt in your head. You're too afraid. So we're going to play a fun little exercise today where I'm not going to allow you to do self-doubt. But I want to talk a bit about this first. So the way it shows up for me, most of you know my story about my first guide who came in, and I'll repeat the story because I think it's worth repeating. I feel that what really prepared me for all of this was all the therapy I was in. I was in group therapy. I was in specific therapies for certain types of traumas, and I was in dream work. And the dream work, when you did a dream assignment, they were intense You would get up, usually you would remember your dream. If you didn't remember your dream, there was, you would do a waking dream. And that's, I'm not going to get into all of that right now. If you guys want to learn about dreams, let me know. But you would, I would get up all during the night because I'm a very vivid dreamer. I'm a very like big dreamer. Um, Apparently that's a Sagittarian trait. I don't really get into astrology. It's not my thing. And I would write down my dreams. And when I would go into my dream class, I would have to sit very, very still and read the dream. And if she said to me, what color was the bicycle in the dream? I wasn't allowed to say, I don't know. I had to just say whatever came to my mind. That prepared me for channeling. So let's do that right now. There's a bicycle. What color is it? 
Well, I see red right away. What do you see? Maybe you don't see anything. If you don't see anything, what do you hear? What color do you want it to be? What do you feel? That's Micah in the background. That's not some spirit going mad. That's Micah growling because he wants to go walk, which we're going to do in a few minutes. So that's what you do. Let's do it again, okay? And I want you to just trust whatever comes. Trust whatever comes, okay? And then we're going to talk about asking questions and all that stuff. Thinking of something, hmm, something that can be different colors. The wrapping of a bag of bread. What color is it? Well, for me, it was brown, but I'm also thinking red. And I didn't necessarily see it. I felt it. I felt it and I heard it and I knew it. And you know what happened there? Brown came in first because the grocery store down the street has the most delicious bread that they bake and it's in a brown bag. But then when I buy the other bread that I like, it's like in a red and green bag. It does not matter. What I want you to do is to just start walking around and I want you to ask questions and then just say, what color is it? It doesn't even have to be a symbol. Let's try it right now, okay? And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about channeling. So I want you to put your hands on your heart. It doesn't matter which hand is first, which hand is second. I don't really care. There are no right or wrongs in this work. There is you. You're the instrument. I'm my instrument. You're your instrument. The way I clairvoyantly see, you're going to see different. We have different lifestyles. We grew up with different parents. We had different siblings. Even my brothers and I all went through different, went through the same events, but we all have a different perspective. You are unique. You are your own person. You are the instrument. You are the vessel. Okay. Stick your hands on your chest. I don't care if you're walking. If you're driving, don't take your hands off the steering wheel, please. Close your eyes. And if you're driving, you'll have to do this later, but you could just listen to it and then just... See yourself in the center of your chakra. And if you have a hard time doing the inner vision work, you bring your attention to your hands that, that are on your heart. That helps you to drop your head down to your heart. And then you see yourself sitting in the center of your heart. And your heart is like this round room. It's this beautiful round room. And you're like the middle of it. If your heart was a clock, the front of your heart would be 12 o'clock the back of your heart would be 6 p.m the left would be nine and the right would be three and you'd be the dot in the middle where the hands meet so you're that dot in the middle breathe into that and then you can breathe in a clockwise fashion in your chakra and what that would mean is you would like focus in front of you the 12 noon in front of you and you would send your breath in a clockwise fashion like I can literally breathe in a circular fashion, 12, 3, 6, 9, 12, 3. And you breathe around. And around. Okay, so that clears your chakra. That doesn't clear it. That fills your chakra. Sorry, the clearing is counterclockwise. I'm not going to get into that right now. Now, I want you to fill it with energy, with light, with color, with beautiful words. Does not matter. The main thing that matters is that you fill it with feeling. So it could be the feelings of love. And say you're like, what color What color is love to you? What color is love? Right now it's showing up as this like light blue for me, this bluish green. Breathe that color around, whatever color you see. What sound is love? What sound is love? Pretend you're hearing it. Really, you could be hearing it. 
breathe that sound in a clockwise fashion. Mine are like chimes or bells. What smell is love? What smell is love? Breathe that. Now you're, you're pretending you're smelling it. You're using your imagination. Please use your imagination. What taste is love? Mm. Breathe that in a clockwise fashion. It tastes like water, really clear water. Now that could change. It could be a burger. It does not matter. Whatever it is, it's yours. You're the instrument. Can't get this right or wrong. What physical sense that? What does it feel like in terms of tactile feeling? Does it feel like cotton? Does it feel like wool? Does it feel like trees or leaves or bark? What does it feel like? Breathe that around. What does it emotionally feel like? And you may not be able to put words to it, but you know what it feels like and just breathe that. Now you started entering into opening up and being a receiver for channeling information. Now there's something I want to say before we move forward with this. When you do this work with your heart chakra, you may not want to go out into the physical world or go out into work with all this energy opened up in your heart chakra because sensitive beings have a difficult time with the, all the energy out there that you may feel like it shuts you down or it may make you, I don't want to say it can get you sick or things like that, but we're all our own instrument, right? For me personally, I don't shut down my chakras. I don't, I open them up when I meditate and channel and I don't worry about shutting them down because I, I just don't. I just feel like I'm in the energy. I, this is the way I live my life and everything. And I am noticing at the older I get, the more I dive into this work, the more I expand in this work. I am sensitive. So I have to remember that when I head onto the tennis court with usually a lot of energy and not necessarily emotionally conscious energy, I have to be aware of my feelings and of myself. And it's been a really great lesson for me. Like I was on the court yesterday and the, one of the girls I play with, she just gets snippy. Every single time she'll say something snippy. And I've learned to get, I've gotten used to it because I like playing with her. I actually like her as a person too. I feel like she's just in reaction. And I kind of just, it's so funny because she'll say something snippy and we're very sensitive people so we could hear it on a multidimensional level, but it like hits me and bounces off. It's very funny because I don't even respond. I kind of look at her like, huh? No, that's not what I meant. Like she kind of tries to label me with things like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, that's not me. I'm not mean. So, um, what I'm trying to say to you is I have a sensitivity to me, but I don't necessarily like shutting it down, but I also have to be very aware of it because sometimes it could drive the ship and I'm not allowing it to drive the ship. Oh, I do have a story for you. Okay. I'll tell that in a minute. So the way that you can shut down chakras is you can close your eyes and you can see them as almost like window blinds and you could close the blinds a tiny bit, but you leave them just a little itty bitty bit open, almost like a little light gets through. And that can help you to shut down your chakras. If you want to, you know, go out into the world and you feel like your chakras are too open and they're energy centers, right? So you want to make sure that they're like working at optimum speed and level and stuff like that. So I'll tell the story at the end because I don't want to ruin the energy. So the channeling for me personally is started from the dream work. I, I didn't second guess. 
And when I went into my therapist's office that I was working with at the time, I don't work with this therapist anymore. And I felt this physical energy leaning on me. And when she said, well, close your eyes and what is it? I didn't second guess it. There was a little guy next to me and he started talking and I just started telling her what he was saying. And then she told me how to continue to work with him. And I continued to work with him and we became friends for a year and he introduced me to my other guides and taught me how to work with them. So the reason is, is because I didn't have self-doubt. I didn't have, I am going to say this, self-doubt did come in. Am I making this up? Is this just my imagination? Well, my guides were like, well, yeah, good. Because it should be your imagination because that's where we play and that's where we have fun. Am I making this up? When I said this to them, I said, am I making this up? And they said, we're giving you great advice. Who cares? I'm like, yeah, they're right. They're giving me great advice. Who cares? People say, when people say to me, it's what I want to hear. I'm like, good, go write it. Unless it's something unhealthy, like you're in an unhealthy relationship and you want to believe that, hey, say you're in an unhealthy relationship and you want to believe that Bobby really loves you. Maybe Bobby really does love you, but he doesn't know how to show it. So there's so much to this than just a single answer, right? That's why I call it, it's a multidimensional language. I listen multidimensionally. I see multidimensionally. I hear, I feel, I sense, I know multidimensionally, and you can too. So channeling for me, when I'm channeling, I'm going to tell you how I do it, okay? It's evolved over the years. It's pretty quick now because I don't need to spend all that time getting my energy. And I'm going to try to remember how I used to do it. So I used to sit cross-legged. I did not have my feet on the floor. I'm 5'3", and there are very few chairs in my life where my feet are going to be flat on the floor. I don't sit stiff back. Sorry, not comfortable for me. Not doing it. I would sit at my bed with the backboard, um, against the backboard, you know, usually I'm against a pillow. Hey, I'm going to do what's comfortable for me because I'm not going to be struggling through the meditation going, wow, my back really hurts. And I usually sat cross-legged. I would open up my chakras. I would use a grounding cord. I would release what I didn't need. So this is like, I'm giving you the, the, what do they call it? The cliff notes version, because I can't take you through all of this right now. And then I would open up my chakras and then I would raise my vibration. I would literally feel my spirit leave my body, leave my apartment at that time. I was in an apartment, go above the ceiling, go above the roof, go outside into the sky, past the moons and the stars. And all of a sudden I'd be in an energy that took like 30 minutes, felt like nothing, but it was like 30 minutes before I got up to that. So I was raising my vibration and they were lowering their vibration for us to meet. I would sweat profusely. Sometimes I'd have to stop the journey because I'd want to throw up all over my bed. I'd be nauseous as F. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa, I'm going to throw up. And I'd have to go eat a cracker or two or lay on my back on the floor and breathe into my chakras. That would normally neutralize my nausea. But when I made it up there, and then I would talk with them. And there's different ways that they can come through and stuff. I always worked with my guides. This is this was given to me by my guides. From the highest light in highest alignment with myself. That is what I automatically said. And I loved it. That great, you know, a great book is Opening to Channel by Senea Roman. I really like that book. If you want to check it out, go check that out. So I would go up there and I would talk with them. And I had to record it because I would never remember coming back down. I don't think... My, the person I worked with when that first, uh, psych, when that first, um, he was a gnome. He didn't like being called a gnome, but he had to come in as a gnome because I didn't want him scaring the crap out of me. I was already scared by all the spirits that were popping up everywhere. Um, she was the one who told me to record it. 
So to speak my question out loud and then record it, record the answer. And I would speak the answer. So anyway, that's how I did it in the beginning. And I always had a recorder. And unfortunately, it was cassette recordings in those days. I don't believe I still have them because you could barely hear it. When I would try to listen back, sometimes I would hear, hello, or I'd hear a little baby laughing. I'd pick up voices. It was so cool. So cool. So that's how I did it for a while. And then now we have digital recorders, my iPad, I have my ear pods, you can have microphones. So now it's a lot different because it's super fast. Like it started getting that 30 minutes of getting my vibration up, started getting shorter and shorter and shorter because my body was so used to it. I knew how to open up. I knew how to get rid of stuff, open up really fast and get up there. And I would be like with them and we'd be chatting. And now it's like, they're just here with me. And I go into meditation. Look, you guys would listen to my channel session. They'd be like, she's doing all the freaking talking. They haven't said one word. Because all I do, I realize I need to, I never knew I, I never knew what a verbal processor was. I guess I am that. Although the verbal processors I meet really annoy the crap out of me. So I really, I, but I am a little bit like that, I think. But I think it's because of my guides. I got to blame them. Because I would sit in meditation with them. And they'd be like, tell us what's going on. Even though they friggin' know, they'd be like, tell us what's happening. And I'd be like, da 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 and da 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 and da 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 But what was happening is it was clearing me. I was getting clarity. And, and what I was able to start seeing was the synchronicity that was happening. Because I'd be telling the story that happened on Tuesday and then what happened on Wednesday. And then they would remind me about Thursday. And I'd be like, holy mackerel, man. It's like a symphony. Everything's working together. And it's really cool. So that's how I do it. So now I get in because I'm always in constant communication with them. I get into a session with them and I'm just spewing. But in between the spewing, and I'm not spewing like, nah, nah, nah. and then she said, I don't do that because they, they don't really like, they don't talk bad about people or anything like that. They really get into my power and empowerment. So um, they'll just be like, okay, what do you need to learn? I, I'll tell you a story in a second. But, oh, my cat's meowing. Hold on. All right, I let him in, but he's going to terrorize the dogs. I have a cat that terrorizes the dogs sometimes. He really doesn't. It's just his energy, and the dogs are like, especially my big dog. He has to, he hides sometimes. Um, you know how dogs will like look away? Like if they can't see them, then the cat can't see them. So he'll look at the wall. Okay. Anyway, so I got off a of track. So um, I get into the energy. I speak it out loud. And then in between, they'll drop stuff in. And then if I really, because usually I have complete clarity, I don't need to like stop and pause and be like, what does this mean? That's how fast it's happening. But in the past, I would talk a tiny bit and then I would just receive their answers. And the way that that can be for me, because I, and I believe everybody can do this. I'm claircognizant. That means I know. I'm clairsentient, means I sense and uh, feel it. I'm empathic, so I can feel things. I'm clairvoyant. I can see it. And I'm clairaudient. I can hear it, Right these are gifts that you, I don't care how old you are. You can develop them at any time, expand them and grow them. I'm still growing mine. They're constantly growing, constantly evolving. So I would, you know, ask them a couple of questions. I would know the questions ahead of time before I went into the session. I would ask them a couple of questions and then I'd get quiet and they would just give me all this information, magical information, amazing information. And then they would take me further into what I needed to know. Now it's like I'm having a conversation with a friend where I'm doing a lot of the talking. And in between, they will drop in the, 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 those beautiful, like, oh, lightning bolts of, I don't want to even call it that because it's, it's, 
it's nothing disruptive. It's so magical and it just drops in and it's like, holy mackerel, yes. So that's what it's like now. So the biggest thing that's in your way is mind chatter. So I was having a situation, I don't go on my social media, I'm not active in my private communities on the weekends, I take weekends off. And um, I read a post from a student that I love, 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 and she was struggling with something. And I was like, oh, it was triggering me too. And I was like, oh no, what do I do? And and Spirit's like, I, I just got home from a massage and I happened to see it. And Spirit's like, do not respond. Go take the dogs out. So I went and took the dogs out. And then I was like, I got it. And they went, go take a shower. And I went and took a shower. And then they went, go into the room and talk to us. And as I sat and talked with them, my, my trigger came through. I had to get clear on, and I wasn't triggered by her or what she posted. I was triggered by what she was going through and I needed to help her without a projection. I needed to neutralize my energy in order to respond to her. So they dropped in what was going on with me and I was like, oh my goodness, that's it. And they were like, now you can answer. So I went to the computer and I wrote a response and I just, right before this podcast, I noticed that she responded and it really helped her and she felt really supported. And I'm so glad because she's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. And, you know, the people I work with, I feel so blessed with people like you listening. I just feel so blessed to be surrounded by such incredible beings, you know. So that's how it works. So let's play a game right now, okay? So what if... You're walking. I don't care if you're walking. I don't care if you're washing the dishes. If you're driving, be a little careful. I'd rather you didn't drive and do this because this energy that comes through, we're not going to do any big, big meditation. We're going to do something that gets your mind chatter out of the way. So again, you can put your hands on your heart and I want you to think of a question. And then the question I want you to ask is, what do I need to know about this question? What do I need to know about this question? So what that does is it distances a little bit from you from needing to know the specific answer. What do I need to know about this question? So now ask that. So it could be like, do I need to move? Or I want to move. What do I need to know about my move? Or what do I need to know about this relationship? Or what do I need to know about this job? So you would say, you know, that's what you would say. Like if your original question was, am I going to get this job? Or I really want this job. Or what am I supposed to do for a living? What do I need to know about what I need to do for a living? What do I need to know about this move? What do I need to know about myself for this move? What do I need to know about myself for this relationship? So do something like that now. Now you're going to raise your right hand and you're going to solemnly promise to trust anything that comes through. I have no idea what they're going to do. I have, uh, so we're just going to go with it. You're going to solemnly promise that you're going to trust whatever comes through because that's the biggest part, biggest part. Now I'm going to ask that you just trust the first thing that comes to you. And I'm going to teach you a little bit of the symbolic language of your soul. Okay. So you have this question. Spirit just showed me the number eight. What do you feel about the number eight? Now you'd be like, that's crazy, Marilyn. Why she asked me what I feel? I have big feelings with numbers. What do you feel about the number eight? And if you don't know, guess. I'm happy. I'm excited. I don't like the number eight. Like there's certain numbers that I get a little finicky around. What do you feel about the number eight? Hmm. I love the number eight. 
The number eight means infinity, it means business, it means excitement, expansion, growth to me. It's the strength card in tarot. I love the number eight. Okay, now you may be like, what does that have to do with my question? But I'm going to just trust. I'm surrendering to the answer because the answer is bigger and greater than me. There's so much more out there than I know. What do you smell? Use your imagination. You're smelling a flower. What flower are you smelling? What flower are you smelling? I'm smelling daisies. Daisies don't really have a smell. And I'm smelling what they really don't have. It's like almost like you smell the green or whatever they're packaged in. Daisies might have a smell, but whenever I sniff them, I don't smell them. But they have a big significance to me. So ask yourself what you feel about that flower. What do you feel about that flower? And answer it. Do you like it? And, and please do not do one word responses. I don't know. Or I like it. It's pretty. Go further. Really go further. And I'm going to show you how. But I want you to do it on your own first without me dictating. Okay. So daisies have a big significance for me. They were, um, my ex-boyfriend, I was very close to his dad and, um, we were still together and his father was ill and in the hospital. And, um, I asked my ex what flowers he loved and he said daisies. And I thought that was so interesting because I didn't think daisy at that point. I didn't, my ex-boyfriend really taught me about nature and flowers. Like he really loved flowers and things like that. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. So, um, daisies have a big significance for me because they remind me of John and John was this beautiful, beautiful man that I loved. And he was so good to me, my ex-boyfriend's father. And, um, so I was like, wow, he's such an interesting person that he loves daisies. Like, it's not like sun. I love sunflowers too. Sunflowers or some intricate flowers, daisies, because the simplicity of a daisy, how beautiful. So I went to visit John in the hospital and I brought him what I thought were daisies, but they were like mums. Cause I don't know. I didn't know. I just picked up something that looked like a daisy. And of course, Chris was like laughing at me because I don't know flowers. Um, Chris would rearrange the furniture and make everything beautiful in my apartment. And I'd come, our apartment, and I'd come home and I wouldn't say a word. And he'd sit there for hours like fuming. I'd be like, what's the matter? He's like, you didn't notice that I painted the kitchen table, that I moved the couch, that I made this look even better. And I'd be like, sorry, didn't notice. So that was an ongoing thing with us. That was kind of funny. Um, so daisies. All right, let's keep playing. Now, again, you may be like, I don't know what this has to do, but if you took each something specific from each thing I'm asking and you wrote it out as a sentence or a paragraph, you would have more insights into your question. You would have a feeling about the answer to your question. Most importantly, what you're doing is you're opening to channel. You know why? You're leaving yourself alone. And notice if the inner critic comes in or the self-doubt comes in. What do you have to lose by playing this game? Nothing. Okay, so you're walking along. I don't know where you are. And you see something. What do you see? What do you see? Why do you think you're seeing it? What purpose does that visual thing serve? What purpose does it serve in this physical world? Everything's got a purpose, right? What purpose does it serve? Ask yourself that question and get your answer. So if you're walking on the ground and you notice the ground beneath your feet, it's holding you up. 
It's taking you to where you need to go. It's allowing you to walk on it. If you notice the tree out your window, it's providing shade. It's providing beauty. And I'm sure the tree has something specific that it does to nature or it does to the environment or the energy, the air. It puts oxygen in the air. I don't know enough about these things to answer this correctly. What does it, purpose does it have? So I saw the lamp on my table, which I never turn on because I, I don't think it even has a light bulb in it and it gets annoying sometimes and I need to put a light bulb in it and plug it in. So there's a lesson in that right there. It's like, why don't you just get that lamp to work because you need the light sometimes in your office. Instead, I turn on an, uh, my Divi light, which I don't need that bright light in my face. You don't need to know what a Divi light is, but it's a ring light for camera and stuff. So the lamp, there's a lot of reasons for this lamp for me. One is just put the friggin' light bulb in and plug it in, get it to work so you can shine some light onto this situation because that's what lamps do. They shine light on a situation. But the other thing about this lamp is when I moved into my house in Sherman Oaks and I always wanted a real home and it's such a long story, I'm not going to get into it, but it's a big specific thing for me. And I, I got this designer to come in and design my house and she did it for like really low price and she was able to find great bargains. She was phenomenal. And this is the one of the lamps she brought and she brought in all these beautiful items and I'd be like, oh, where'd you get that? That's so pretty. She made my house beautiful. And I brought it with me when I moved up here. I didn't bring a lot of stuff up here and that was one of the things I brought up. So it reminds me that I can make things beautiful. I remember being like so afraid of spending that money. And really it was so worth it in the end. It made my home absolutely gorgeous. It wasn't that expensive because she did shopping, bargain shopping. And when I sold my house, they didn't have to be staged because it was already beautiful. So what purpose does it serve? Okay, so now we're going to do another one. Um, think about like what you've gained so far. So we did the number, what you felt about the number. We did the um, flower, what you smelled. And now we did what you saw. What, what information do you have so far? What would be the summary? So my summary, I had to remember what we did because I didn't make notes. The eight, I love the eight. It's infinite, it's expansion, it's business, it's growth. And then I got the daisy, which reminded me of John as such a special being and also the simplicity of things and not making things complicated. And there's beauty in everything that's not complicated. So why complicate things? And then just shine the light where you need to shine it. You've got the power to put the light bulb in and turn it on. That says a lot for me in my question. It's like, do it. It's telling me to do it. Stop like hesitating. So the next thing I'm going to ask you to do is look at that object and have it give you a sound. You have to use your imagination. What sound did it give you? Maybe it said a word. Let it give you a word too. Mine's being very funny. So what was it? Mine was, it, it wouldn't be funny to you, but it started tweeting, tweet, tweet. And then it started singing Rock and Robin, Rock and Robin, tweet, tweet. And then it said, hello, like I'm right here. What are you waiting for? Everything you need is right here. And the, the birds are very significant for me too because the tweeting is about a love and whenever it's a whole story that I'm not going to get into. But everything to me goes to an experience in my life or a memory. And the memory doesn't serve to um, put boulders or stop my life, you know, those bad memories that keep us from moving forward. The memories are really good memories that are catapulting me forward. They're helping me to 
expand my life. So I love hearing birds sing. And in, in, in my house in Sherman Oaks, it was really funny because the birds, here I'm in nature, so I hear everything, but I'm used to it. But in Sherman Oaks, they would sing really friggin' loud, really early in the morning. And I remember I had a guest staying over and he was like, what's with the friggin' birds? And they had such a big significance for me at that time because I was like in this like love thing with someone. It was not healthy. But the birds were like just waking that part of me up. And I just laughed. I thought it was so funny because he's like, what's with the birds around here? They're really friggin' loud. And he was not right for me, that one. So anyway, the birds have significance. So now you have sound. What was the sound? What did it mean to you? Maybe you got bells. What does that feel like? What do you like about that? And just put it all together. But this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Sit in it like it's a playpen. Sit in it like, except I don't like the barriers or a playpen. Sit in it like a sandbox. Sit in it like a toy chest. Um, sit in it like you're surrounded by all these little beautiful little toys. And, and as much as you are probably stringing together things and it's making sense for you, I know that my community is used to working with me. They come out with really profound insights because they know how this stuff works. You may be struggling with it like, I don't, can't believe I just wasted that much time listening to this podcast. What is this chick talking about? Her lamp is talking to her. Then just be with it. Just see where it shows up. Because many times these things show up in your physical life if you're open to, the, open to them and open to the expansion of them. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story, but I'm going to leave that to you. Uh, leave that with you right now. Actually, this was what I wanted to lead with in this podcast. So hopefully you made it this long. So basically, my summary about channeling is, and you can play this on your own, and there was more I could do, and we'll do it down the line. Just get your mind chatter out of the way. Just open up. Allow your imagination to run and play. Have a lot of fun playing. So one of the things, and maybe we'll talk more about this next week, is um, being okay in your emotions, being okay in your feelings. So I noticed I am very available to my feelings. My feelings are very available to me. So much so that I feel like sometimes they make people uncomfortable because I don't hide how I feel and I don't deny how I feel. Now, I read the room, so I'm not like walking into a room going, well, I don't know, sometimes I do. If somebody says, how are you doing? I'll be like, I'm really pissy today. You know, so I guess I am a little bit honest. Um, but I, you know, but I'm also not like, coming apart at the seams at all so you know I'm not walking into the tennis court going like when my father passed I didn't go on the tennis court nobody even knew like I'm, I'm able to um file it away for a bit but now I've noticed that I'm very very in my emotions and and sometimes that's uncomfortable and sometimes that's uncomfortable with people around me I really don't care right now because I'm being me and I'm really comfortable being me so I've noticed anger is coming up and I was on the tennis court and it wasn't anybody in the tennis thing. It was this guy with something happened. I'm just not even going to get into the story because it's not worth giving it energy, but I lost my cool a little bit. Now he lost his cool and then I lost my cool. And then the person I was, one of the people I was playing with didn't know me. So of course he thought I was like a crazy lady. And, um, that was uncomfortable because then he started lecturing me. He's like, you don't know with this guy. And I'm like, I walked away from him. I'm not apologizing for who I am anymore. I was like, man, where did this girl come from? So I was in my anger. I allowed my anger to come out because I had to take care of a situation that was happening that was not good. So I took control. Then the guy didn't take responsibility. So I took control again. And then I did say something nasty and I, and I could feel the words coming out of my mouth and, and, 
in my head going, don't say it, don't say it, but it came out. So not a proud moment saying that, but I don't really care. I'm over it now because you know what? He corrected his behavior the next time I saw him um, with, with something he was doing that really was wreaking havoc on people. So anyway, uh, I don't know that he'll keep doing it, but so the guy on the court that didn't know me, he started lecturing me and I just walked away from him because I'm like, I'm not going to listen to your lectures. Like, I know what I'm doing. But I did do, after we finished the set, I did apologize to everybody on the court. And I said, you know what? I just want to say I'm really sorry for that outburst because we're here to have fun and I did lose my temper a little bit and I want to apologize for that. And two, the two of my friends and one of them who I was backing up, she was like, don't worry about it at all. You didn't do anything. And then the guy who was new to me was like, oh, it's okay. And then he started lecturing me again and I walked away. But my whole point of it is, why are we uncomfortable in our feelings? Like, can, like, why is that? Because we weren't allowed to have them? And I'm done with apologizing for my emotions. So that's something I really want to explore here and explore how that affects your um, channeling, how that affects your experience with your guides. I feel like I'm very much in my emotions. Look, I, I lost it. I shouldn't have said what I said. Actually, next time I saw him, if he says anything to me, I don't think he realizes it's me. I probably would apologize for that. But I'm not going to seek it out because it's not a it's not a it's not a situation I have to seek out. Um, but my whole point of this is is I feel like I'm coming fully more into me, and the more I come into me, the more I'm noticing. Oh, that makes me a little angry. Ooh, that makes me vulnerable. Ooh, that makes me like happy. And I'm not like up and down all over the place because I'm not that way anymore. I'm more balanced in my emotions than I've ever been. But I don't deny what I feel. I don't deny what I feel and I don't push it away. And there's that's something like that I've noticed. And I'm like, why are we so uncomfortable in our feelings? So I pose that question to all of you to sit and think about it. If there's something you want to uh, email me about it, care at marilynalori.com. Do not lecture me because I will not read it. Um, it's so funny when I did the uh, podcast about no unsolicited advice and someone gave me unsolicited advice, but it was so sweet that I let it go. Hold on. Um, my computer turned off. wanted to make sure. But uh, I won't, I won't, you know, but if you want to share your experience about your emotions, let me know. Okay, so remember podcast is the coupon and um, it'll be a surprise what you'll get. So go check out the product pages there and uh, I'm going to leave it at that. So who can it be now? I don't know. Let's open the door and see. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.